told my girls, you own Disney. Yeah. All right. So, of course, that changed their posture. <laughs> I had to I'm pump their brakes. Calm down. Calm yeah, down. Yeah, calm down. You know, your, your piece of ownership yeah, uh, is, is, small. Is, is small. Your piece of ownership is small. But in context, I don't do toilets. What? Say that again. I said I don't do toilets. Wait, what's that mean? It means that I don't want to trade dollars for time, and I want my money to work for me. Hello, and welcome to the I Don't Do Toilets, the podcast for you. You who want to retire the saying, go to school, get a job, work 40 years just to retire with a 401k. Generation X, we're specifically talking to you. And it's not too late to invest in yourself by working smarter and not harder. I Don't Do Toilets is a mindset change, a paradigm shift. And we're sharing our experiences and knowledge, giving you relatable and practical content towards financial independence. We'll discuss wealth building, real estate, investing, and everything in between. I'm your host, Andre, along with my beautiful wife, Maisha. Hey. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Listen to be encouraged and empowered. It is Sunday fun day. Good afternoon. You're right. It's a beautiful day outside, too. It is. Beautiful. We're on the inside. It's hot. Well, we're going to get out later. Uh, no, we're well, not. Well, I'm going to get out. You're going to do a walk-in? No. What you going to do? Go to the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a warm one out there. I, I, if if we not. haven't hit triple digits, it's c- close. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm going to drive through the drive through. I'm going to go to the grocery store and get some vegetables. Oh, curbside pickup. No, oh, you I'm actually gonna actually go, go in. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Yeah. I ain't mad at that, but go ahead. Okay. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Tulsa. Great trip. We just visited Tulsa. We did. We did. Um, actually, our, our summer has been great. It is. With the travel, with the relaxation, uh, you know, still in COVID climate, mm-hmm. and we're still navigating through safely, but, you know, coming off the academic year. Yeah. This has been a, a breath of fresh air. Right. So. And it's been fun. It um, has. And we've implemented a little bit of educational. You, you've you actually really um, focused on that a lot with the girls. Yes. And so we have had an educational summer and we've watched whales. We've watched sharks, Animal Planet, and we also watched two documentaries about Tulsa. Yes, I had to put it in a, I guess, present it in a package of candy. So <laughs> kind of wrap it around and, you know, that see how they can receive it. Yeah. Kind of present it a little differently. Right. So you're right. I have, you know, we've been definitely entertaining and learning, but it's just been kind of behind the scenes or right. at least with a different approach as opposed to saying, hey, sit here and watch this or let's do this. Yeah. You know, I've been making it fun. So for those who don't know about Tulsa, mm-hmm. I mean, we we're we're talking about we had our kids watch the documentary, but there may be some of our listeners that don't know at all what we are talking about when it comes to Tulsa. Um, so maybe we should give a little bit of background on the Tulsa history. And if you haven't heard about it, it's otherwise known as Black Wall Street. Well, the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. in the early 1900s, was a thriving, I did say that correctly, early 1900s, mm-hmm. was a thriving 
community yes. of black businesses, mm-hmm. black homes, uh, just black excellence. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, there's no other way to put it. Right. And it was a, I believe, 40 plus square blocks yes. that was carved out of uh, that community in Tulsa where veterans, uh, for, I believe it was the Civil War, had migrated to that area and um, really just set up shop and created what was known or what was coined as Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And just looking at the documentaries and looking at the history and and visiting there, it was a Wakanda. (laughs) (laughs) It was a thriving community of African-Americans. It it, it was something that we were seeing in Black Panther. So uh, talking to doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, I mean, um, black people who owned hotels mm-hmm. who owned theaters barbershops photography studios all of it i mean everything there was no need to move the dollar outside of that community right everyone was successful and again it, it stretched over i believe a 42 block um amount of space right. city blocks right uh which is not the case today right you know 100 years later not the case but what transpired was just uh, a jealousy of um, blacks doing well. Mm-hmm. And a, a situation occurred, uh, looks like, you know, a false claim, you know, nothing that was out of the norm. But a false claim uh, occurred where uh, a, a young lady uh, screamed rape from, you know, no one really knows what transpired in the elevator uh, between the two. But the speculation was that uh, there was an elevator shift or elevator movement and the black fella bumped into the white lady and she yelled rape and he fled and the white mob didn't like that. And from that point, uh, that's where uh, the race riot. Yes. Or race massacre. Correct, correct, correct. So, you know, I I didn't do it much justice as far as going to, you know, a lot of detail. But I I, I don't think it's I don't think you should. I think people should go and and watch the documentaries and take a look at it. Just read. I mean, the first documentary we received was from the library. Right. We saw that because there was an incident that happened in 2010 where uh, there was a shooting spree in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where two white men were targeting black people. Yes. And they had killed uh, X amount of uh, individuals Mm -hmm. and then had um, wounded a few others. Mm -hmm. And that was a resemblance of what transpired in 1921. Right. So we we first watched that documentary, and then we also found the one on Hulu, Mm -hmm. which was... The History Channel. Yeah, that was, like, phenomenal. Yeah. So... Well, I think one of the things that we need to um, kind of bridge the gap on is why is this important? And for me, I think that it's important that, you know, we always talk about information and we always talk about you need to have the information and there's so much information out there that there's no reason for you not to know. And so this piece of history not only tells us not only um brings about some pain but it also brings about some pride like we have doctors lawyers entrepreneurs we have a whole community that was developed 
in Greenwood. And that's in in Tulsa is just one of the cities. It's not that's not the only city. Right. And that's what what's I guess most egregious is that it was left or removed. I won't say left. It was removed from the educational curriculum. Right. So, of course, I was an adult when I first learned out about it. Mm-hmm. I make the assumption that you were an adult. Yep. That was not part of, you know, Black History Month. That was not part of just the, you know, curriculum of growing up in the public school systems where we learned about this. Right. So. And, it's kind of like Juneteenth. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and not, not just that, but just the, uh, just anything in depth. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not talking about the Martin Luther Kings, the, yeah. um, you know, the things that we hear about, uh, the Frederick Doug- Douglass or Malcolm Rosa X. Parks, you know, Rosa not talking Parks. about, and they've done all great achievements, but this type of thing was completely omitted. And it's huge. And it is, it is powerful because we're talking about economic right. wealth. We're talking about, um, generational wealth, economical yeah. development, and, Things that, you know, you listen to citizens from Tulsa, mm-hmm. they're, they they haven't recovered. Right. And then we go up, when we go up there, you know, we just you came can, back. Yeah. You can see what the universities have done. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is disappointing. Yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned like at the beginning that, I mean, Greenwood, it was 40 square blocks. Square blocks. That's the word I was looking for. Square 40 blocks. 40 square blocks. Yeah. I don't it's know what I said. Two. It's down to two. Yeah. two blocks very small very sad very sad very sad the university has purchased a bunch of land i think that's oklahoma state mm-hmm. you have the city that's purchased a bunch of land you have baseball stadiums there so yeah. i mean they're talking about or we're talking about something that was 42 square blocks down to just gift shops a museum mm-hmm. and a few murals right so right. not a lot, right. still something. And it, again, it, it gives us an opportunity to go there, reflect, to learn and see what we can change to, right. to, you know, better ourselves as individuals. And then also as an economy. Right. So something that stood out to me in the documentary too, is that um, when the incident did happen, the people of Greenwood try to protect their assets. Um, that is something that they try to protect their people, first of all, and then they try to protect their assets. And I think that is something that we, um, in our podcast, that we need to address as well, is how do we protect the things that we, our people, we protect our people and, and the things that we have our assets um and i think that's another episode that we should talk about because it's very important yeah you're right it was you know a sense of community it was a sense of bond it was a sense of strength and you know they were just protecting what they had worked their life for and you know we would do the same thing today Mm, absolutely right so It was good to see that because they wasn't going down without a fight. Right. They, you know, the, the problem with they, you know, they just couldn't yeah. combat with air attacks and right. the mob showing up in thousands. And, you know, every time we heard in the documentary, it was like a thousand, two thousand, yeah. three thousand. Yeah. So you just couldn't compete with that. And then, of course, when 
the police department is deputizing citizens. Right. <laughs> to be, you know, deputized as officers. Right. So, right. you you know, you just, you know, you're outnumbered. Yeah. But it was good to see the camaraderie and, you know, a sense of pride and, and wanting to protect what they worked for. Yeah. A lot of times we work and we work and we work and we don't think about community. We don't think about um, asset protection. Mm-hmm. And those are those are two aspects that stand out to me in the documentary. Um, I know we, we the documentary focuses a lot on the pain. And I mean, in I see it kind of two ways there's a lot of pain in that documentary mm-hmm. like our girls pretty much cried um yeah, but there's also a lot of pride mm-hmm. like these the people of greenwood have made they made a community they circulated the dollars mm-hmm. they protected their people they protected their assets um it's a lot of pride and if you're from if you are from Greenwood and you're from Tulsa I mean you should have a lot of pride in your family you know you mentioned our girls you know 12 and 8 they I mean it it was emotional for me Mm -hmm. you know but I you know I'm older have a little bit more control over emotions they were just a mess yeah you know and it was for a good thing because they didn't know and it was alarming. And, you know, we've done what we have done to try to keep our kids in a bubble mm-hmm. and not expose them to the hurt, the harm that's out there in the world. So it was pretty uh, enlightening for them to see and to hear. Because, again, those aren't stories that they're learning now, even today mm-hmm. with their curriculum. Right. You know, they're not learning about Tulsa. Right. So, you know, it's our responsibility and, you know, this is a, a challenge and I'm going to take up on is making sure that I have some more balance mm-hmm. and showcasing, hey, you know, this is our history mm-hmm. and you know, not really just allowing the school district to right. brainwash them with right. what they think is our history. And it's not just the pain you're teaching them. No. You're teaching them the pride as well. Like right, right, you right. Have, it, it, our daughters can be anything empowerment in anything. Yeah. And if we see that history of a community coming together, our community, our community can be anything. I mean, it's, it's so many lessons in just this one aspect of history. Um, but there's so much more to learn too. (laughs) And I'm, I'm excited for our kids to learn it. Well, there the Black Wall Street mural where they took the three words Black mm-hmm. Wall Street, mm-hmm. and for each beginning letter, uh, they had a a phrase. Mm. And you you mentioned um, a few things that that, that I'm gonna touch on, just kind of elaborate. But in the word wall, the A is for the acknowledgement of a painful past. Mm. The W was for the wealth created by African-American entrepreneurship. Mm. And then uh, the L, the, the second L, the first L is for the leadership that enabled the success of the Greenwood district. And then the next L is for the lessons learned from our shared experience. And I think that's a good segue on. We learn more when we share more. Yeah. So that's our, that's our purpose, right? That's our purpose with the podcast. Yeah. So 
we learn more when we sharing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the intent of this episode. In addition to just the whole podcast is that we want to share our experiences to empower and encourage our peers. Right. Because when we all keep our resources and everything to ourselves, we can't build that community. Right. We right. can't build Greenwood. Right. You know, we just have thriving individuals mm -hmm. or individual families. But as far as a collective community. Right. We're, it, it'll be a challenge because we're not working together. Yeah. I just I just thought about one um, example. Well, two examples um, of keeping that dollar circulation like I don't I don't know if you remember when we went to third ward here in Houston and we went to the juice bar like mm -hmm. we just bought up everything because number one it was black owned it was and then number two um we we like juice and then number three um the community we I mean if we were to go to another juice bar like tropical smoothie right. would we buy up everything we bought up $150 worth of stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> In a juice bar. And, and mainly because it was yeah. African-American owned. That was it. And we wanted to support them. We did. We When we went to Greenwood, we mm -hmm. went to the Cultural Center. Right. There was a $25 journal. Easily Dollar General <laughs> notepad. Easily. We bought it. We did. To support right. the Greenwood Cultural Center. Right. So... Those are some things, some, some examples of dollar circulation. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think, you know, when we, when we're doing the podcast, we're sharing our experience. Um, we're likely to spend more when we are, um, going to a black owned establishment. establishment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we went to Lucille's. Yeah, but, but go back, yeah, let's go back before we let's go back to the to the juice bar because we drove into the city. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, Jamba Juice or yeah. other juice establishments that right. we could have chosen, but we went to this one. It's tucked away in a corner, mm -hmm. and it's um, not the least expensive type of place, mm -hmm. but it was again black owned. The owner or the gentleman that was there, the, the co-owner. He was very knowledgeable, very receiving, right. uh, very receptive, and it just created an atmosphere. Um, we bought soaps, we bought T-shirts, mm -hmm. we bought juice, uh, we bought hats. Yep. So candles. It, candles. I forgot yeah. about that. That. So that's how we got that build up to 150. Yeah, but it was all good. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, all yeah. good. And then again, you know, that's something that we need to do more of. Absolutely. Me and you. Yeah. And then also encouraging peers to support black businesses mm -hmm. 100% right 100% right. yeah so you mentioned Lucille's black owned restaurant yeah Friday right 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 yeah good eating too good great eating great absolutely eating. but I mentioned that to say that our podcast is focused on passive income um, generation x and history and information those are the things that we want to share our, our experience with you. We want to share it with you. Um, and we share it in hopes that you will follow, you know, follow and get some ideas and suggestions and then also support your community. Well, and w one of the things that 
was a big topic because the Juneteenth celebration was this past June yeah. was the 100th anniversary, 2021, 1921. Mm-hmm. So they had survivors mm-hmm. from the massacre present at that parade and that celebration. Wow. And uh, the, the talk of the town was reparations, you know, what type of reparations. And I don't know how successful yeah. the, the, uh, that will be. It seems like other cultures have been able to receive mm. reparations for uh, the wrongs that have been to them. Yeah. But us as blacks in, in general, mm-hmm. that's not something that seems to be, um, I guess, going to be realistic. Right. But one way you can kind of take your own reparation right. is through that stock market. Yeah. And having an opportunity to build, learn a skill, build wealth, build consistent cash flow without having to go and work for it. Yeah. That stock market has done good, done good for us. Um, and that's something that we need to, um, just be more sharper on Mm -hmm. as well. Not just us individually, but our peers, Yeah, you know, people that may have a little bit of disposable income that instead of going to, you know, flex by buying this material item here Mm -hmm. or there, Use that money to invest into a company that's going to pay you. Right. So I always say, hey, you know, why buy Jordans when you can own a piece of Nike? That's right. That's right. Um, That's a good point, baby. No knock on Jordans, though. No knock. No (laughs) knock. No knock on Jordans. I ain't ain't knock. I'm just using that as an example so you can hear me. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a great point. You, yeah. I mean, we're wait if we're waiting for a representation reparations, we might be waiting a while. We might be waiting. So, Absolutely. I mean, you take the information and you use it. When we walked into Disney, I told my girls, "You own Disney." Yeah. All right. So of course that changed a posture. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I'm pump their brakes. Calm down, calm yeah, down. Calm down. <laughs> you know, your your piece of ownership yeah, uh, is, is, small. Is, re- is small. Your piece of ownership is small, but in context, because you own Disney and you own this stock, you own some <laughs> Disney. But, you know, don't be carrying around. Don't like, walk like the peacock. <laughs> yeah, do not. Your, your ownership is is small. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I can, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that oldest, <laughs> that girl crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But this was good. Um, yeah. If you ever have a chance to visit Greenwood, go and do that. Um, we're going to be researching some other cities that possibly had this same type of Black Wall Street, um, uh, basically vibe. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to do that. Yeah, and here in Houston, we we had a little something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a little something that we're still looking into. Right. But I guess we want to close with how did how was so much information recapped, or how were they able to gather so much knowledge oh. of what took place? Man. And that was from survivors. Yeah. And the generation recording passing information yeah. to the next generation it's basically oral history so you have people talking Mm -hmm. and that's something that i've tried to encourage into my family Mm. with the generations that are older than i am is that hey we need to hear these stories we need to we need to talk we need to know where we come from we need to know all this information because 
once that generation dies off, you lose the history. You lose the history. That's right. So uh, the survivors from that massacre, there was uh, a represent. There was uh, he was one hundred and seven, one hundred and three, and one hundred years old. Children. They were all present at the Juneteenth celebration. And there's video recordings Mm -hmm. of others that have uh, passed away in life. Mm -hmm. But you have their statements and they're sharing their experience. And, you know, you have historians that were able to present a a, a wonderful um, recollection of what took place. Yeah. That you won't find in, you know, Texas (laughs) education system or any any education system. I'm not going to pick on Texas. Right. Right. So. This is good. This is good. And if you have a opportunity to visit, please do that. Do that. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. Well, we're going to wrap up. Yes. And if you have a question that you want to send us, send it to I don't do toilets podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can find us on Instagram, otherwise known as IG at I don't do toilets podcast dot com. We thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and we hope to bring you many, many uh, episodes. All right. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Your time is valuable, and we trust that you heard content you find beneficial. We're passionate about living an abundant life through financial independence, living debt-free, and enjoying the life we desire. Continue to listen. Be encouraged and be empowered and show us some love by rating the podcast on whatever platform you're streaming give us a five-star rating write a great review and until next time hey i don't do toilets